spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah? You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bren, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Josie, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey, all you people out there. Welcome to another episode of Film Springa. The podcast about all of the favorite movies that you grew up with and your sheltered friend that's never seen them. I'm one of the hosts, Tony. I'm here with my other host. Say hi, Bryn. Hi, I'm Bryn. <laughs> and, and I'm the sheltered friend. Yes. Yeah. Lena, a.k.a. Jonesy. The stone in our shoe. <laughs> the yep. stone in our shoe. <laughs> Guilty. So we are in the midst of Halloween season, Ooh. and this week's movie choice, because it is Halloween, is some will argue one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, it, it it was actually the first horror movie ever nominated for Best Picture for the I Oscars. It. Um, it's yeah. a 1993 horror classic, The Exorcist, the original Exorcist. I would so. try to do the the song, but I I always go into dun, 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 but that's wrong. Do we have the song? I think we have the sound. I'll now producer Rob. Know. It's it's, the, it's similar. It's like do do do. But you know what? We'll watch the trailer. It'll get us in the and mood, and that has the music. Yes, yeah. So trailer time. That. Trailer time. Trailer, a bunch of trailer trash over trailer here. Trailer trash. <laughs> Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope, the only hope, the exorcist. It still creeps me out. So it's dun, 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 Here, this is it. When you hear this, yeah, it's that's it's spooky. I know that music is just creepy. 
the yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. you know that, what I mean? That's spooky. And especially the movie poster is so iconic with the the way it's lit with the fog and the light, mm-hmm. which is actually, um, isn't that based off of a famous painting, if I remember right, is what yes. they did it from? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Scream, it's... Um, it is Empire of the Light. It's yeah. Rene Magretta um, painting Empire of the Light is what it's based off of. Which I found very interesting. But this film, there's so much about this film. Too much. <laughs> Too much. Too much information. Um, so, Bryn, do you want to go through the plot really quick? Yes. Are you, are, I would yeah? love okay, go ahead. to start off. So we start out in Iraq, which I forgot about that. At an archaeological too. dig. And there is like a an older archaeologist... And his name is Marin, and um, which I almost named my daughter Marin. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, I had to message Tony and make sure I was watching. I downloaded the yeah. right movie. I was like, "This starts in Iraq, right?" And I was like, "Yeah," because we Jonesy and I yeah. actually started watching around the same time, and I had oh, the yeah. same thought. I'm like, "Is this the right movie?" I don't remember this part. <laughs> like, I didn't remember that either. Indiana like, Jones. Oh, yeah. What is this? And then, like, there's, like, an older man, and he's, like, doddering all over the place. We're afraid he's going to fall down every second. I'm just like this poor dude. Uh, And then we shift suddenly to uh, so a famous actress and her haircut. I mean, her daughter um, (laughs) are uh, (laughs) in Georgetown. And then it's interspersed. So you start to start off with all these different characters. There's a famous actress and her daughter. The actress is filming a movie about a college or some weird stuff. And then um, there's an older or a middle-aged priest, um, sort of like a Rocky type character dealing with his Greek mom. And so basically what happens is that Ellen Bernstein and her haircut find out that her daughter is possessed at first they think something's wrong with her then they think she's possessed so then they have to bring in an old priest and a young priest to try and get this demon or the devil or whatever out of reagan the ellen bernstein and her haircuts daughter and um you know spoiler alert they do yeah it's a it's an intense film um some fun things did you know um what i really loved about this film is that the director went with all unknowns at the time there was a lot of other really a-list actresses especially for the chris roll and reagan um that turned the that said no to the movie or they had conflicts with scheduling but alan burston she was an an, relatively unknown at the time and then now she did some like little stuff like she was a a tv actress yes and then she went on to she won the um triple crown of acting oscar emmy and tony yeah exactly she just didn't get that grammy in there i know (laughs) but i but i audited huh she i audited she didn't egot she (laughs) e-audited Did you know that Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher were up for the role of the mom? I would have loved that. I know, right? And then they make a Debbie Reynolds reference in the film. Oh, yeah. Right? The the detective does. The the detective. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That would have been amazing. Right? Some of the other really famous actresses that um, Fred, Fred, is it it Fredkin, the director, um, originally approached was Audrey Hepburn. 
Um, and she, she said no Ooh. because she wanted to film in Rome because that's where she had just moved, but it would have been too expensive. So the, the director said no. Um, okay. Another really well-known na- name at the Anne Bancroft was up to pray that makes Chris, sense. Chris too. Yeah, I could see There's her playing. similar her. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Jane Fonda was another one. Um, and she said, absolutely not. It's a, a piece of capital, <laughs> capitalist ripoff bullshit is what she said. <laughs> That's it's what based she off said. of a book, Jane. A bo- yeah. Speaking of the book, the, the screenwriter, um, what's his name? William. I'm trying to pull it up and I can't find it. The yeah, screenwriter, William. Peter Blatty. Oh, is it Peter? I'm way off. <laughs> oh, no, that's who wrote the book. Yeah, same guy who wrote the book, yeah, yeah, wrote yeah. the screenplay. And the yeah. book, he based it off of a real-life event that happened in 1943 yeah. of a real exorcism possession. And yes. I, I think that was interesting because he wanted, when I read about it, he wanted to do this film and the book to kind of pay homage to what really happened. So instead of it being Reagan in the book, it's a boy. A young boy instead, okay, yeah. um, and he kept a lot of the graphic stuff that we see in the movie and in the in the mo- in the book in the film. Yeah. So, so I think I saw the edited version because mm-hmm. I was like, "This is way less sexually graphic than I remember," and then yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm seeing an edited version." That's the one I just saw because they were in the edited version. the The crab walk down the stairs isn't in the, that. Isn't in that. Nope. And it's, then your mother sucks. I, your mother sucks guts in hell. hell. That no, was that wasn't in the movie. It wasn't in the version I watched. Oh. Well, okay. I didn't see the crab walk either, and I thought oh. I was like, "What channel did you watch bacon? it on?" Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, I saw it on AMC. I rented it. <laughs> you rented it, and it was from where? From iTunes, but I—I I guess ah. I rented the not the director's cut. But yeah. I've seen the director's cut, and it's a lot—it's a lot more feels more intense. I don't want to say it's hornier. It is uh. like you do with every film. You remember all these horror, these this horror films. I know. <laughs> She's you a little girl. You said it about Friday the Thirteenth. You said it about Fright Night. Horror is a part of Bren's sexual awakening. It oh, very much so. <laughs> now those feelings are all mixed together. Um, but it was less horny than I remember because I got the um, edited version. I think. Oh, that's why. She's not the little girl's not. It's the demons. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> the demons. Yeah. It yeah. was interesting, too, because with the casting. So the guy that plays the main father, Karen, he was relatively unknown and only was doing theater stuff. Mm-hmm. And the director saw him in a show and gave him the script after seeing him on a Broadway show. And he was like, yes. Well, he no, actually, good. he auditioned and the studios didn't want him at all. And then the director really fought for him to be in the film. The same with... Um, Alan Burson, the studios were hardcore no on her. They were like, absolutely not. Um, And the director fought for her to get into the film, and she did. Good for him. Right? I like it. I like it more now. (laughs) It's very well cast. See? And they they had that choice in that haircut. I cannot let it go. I know that haircut. What? And I was like, they committed to this haircut, and that was it. And I was like, I wonder, I don't know, if she wore it to the I don't know. 
I couldn't get it out of my head. The haircut was too much for you. That's what you remember from the film. That's what I remember this time. I, so I over-prepared this time okay. because I was like, I'm going to be so scared. So I watched it in the middle of the day Yeah. while I was working out. Oh, I watched I like, it at night. Yeah. Mm-mm. Did you, okay, this is a good question. Did you have a palate cleanser after you watched it with another film? <laughs> oh, I had, well, I watched Seinfeld after. <laughs> Okay, so Jonesy watched it for the first time last night. What was your palate cleanser after watching The Exorcist? The old Will and Grace. I put it right in the middle of this season when it was like all Karen and Jack, Jack. basically. And I just plugged those headphones in and I was like, that's what I'm going to sleep to. <laughs> what was yours, Tony? Yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I, I love that we all were like as <laughs> far away from. Yep, I put Seinfeld on immediately after and did crunches. Oh, that feels better. Um, I thought it was funny breakfast at Tiffany's, and when I was watching it, I was like, Audrey Hepburn would have played Chris. That, that would have been so <laughs> <Right>? weird. <laughs> that would have been really, really bizarre. Also, um, you can add breakfast at Tiffany's to the list. You've never, never seen it. No. Mickey Rooney's character is a little problematic. Yeah, it's now. I've heard. I've God, heard. It's a great <laughs> film. I love that film. River. There's a cat. Yeah. And Add this, it to the, the fashion. list. Oh, we are so adding it. Not to the, the October list. list, but it's definitely going on there. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Burstyn injured her back during during mm-hmm. that scene where Reagan hits her and yeah. she flies back. And she screams. That was her actual screams of agony because she, the harness she was in pulled so tight that it messed up her back. There's and she so got injured. And movie. they kept it in the film. And Kristen, our Alan person, she was upset with the director that he kept that part in the film. Like her That's actual. That's my actual cry of pain. Right? Do you hear that? <laughs> no. Like, Jesus Christ. There but is- there is so much lore and behind the scenes stuff with this film. Like, um, the amount of people associated with the film that died, nine people, um, yeah. before the, during pr- post-production, before the film even came out, they either died of natural causes or unnatural causes is what, what they say. That's what they say. Weird, I know. There was a serial killer in this movie. There was? Like, yeah, you didn't who? know that? No, oh who? Oh my gosh, what? I knew this. Um, who, who, well, who was the serial an killer? Actual serial killer who plays an extra in um, one of the hospital scenes. Hold oh. on, I'm looking up the name. So the hospital uh, scene too. You know when she gets that thing in her neck? To what's yeah it yeah yeah. yeah. So that apparently is a, at the time it was 1973. Doctors that watched the film said that is almost exactly how that procedure is done. Um, and that particular scene was one of the main scenes that made the audience really uncomfortable when they watched it because it felt so real. Yes, I was very uncomfortable know, doing that. Too. Like I, even more so than some of the others. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, why are they showing us all of I this? Know. Even Grace Anatomy doesn't do that. I know, right? <laughs> He was in that scene. His name's Paul Bateson, and he was a radiological technologist, and he played the radiological technologist in the film, and he killed murder of magazine journalist Addison Barrel and a bunch of other killers. He went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. 
he killed a bunch of people. He was a serial killer, and he was an extra in this movie. Isn't that crazy? Well, they shot all the hospital stuff in an actual hospital with the staff playing the nurses yeah. and the the, that's the why. other yeah. hospital people. He was working was at the hospital. Yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. creepy. So when I was like, watch it. Like while I rewatched it, I was like, that dude is a serial killer. Yeah. Did you know no, that the movie. guy that played? Um, the older father. What was his, the actor's name? It's not. It's not Martin Landau, is it? No, no. Max von um, Sido. Sido, I think his name was. He was actually forty-four, and he they put him in makeup he, to make him look seventy-four. And Sido. he was in the makeup chair longer than Linda Blair was to get the makeup on to make <laughs> him look seventy-four years old. He they did a like good job. To topple over. They did an amazing job. He Before was, I was like, this a man year is older than me. They <laughs> <I was like, laughs> <laughs> made him look like 74. That hurts. I, like, I know. Like, <laughs> I was like, there's my future. That's how I'm going to be at 74. <laughs> Pottering over. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. The, there's so much um, backstory to this film that we could get into. But I do want to get, Bryn, your your viewpoint on the film when you first watched it you're the very first time you saw it. when was it and how is your reaction and how old were you so this will surprise many of you um but i saw this film later in life oh. i mean like in, you high were in school. six i was not a child <laughs> by someone you know i could i was 15 maybe yeah it's nice and far away i grew up super catholic and this was always the stuff that like ghosts and monsters. Like, I love that stuff. Like gore. I'm like, yeah. you know, but the stuff about like, cause the whole thing with possessions and exorcisms is that it can only get you if you believe in it. And Catholicism is so soaked in dogma yeah. and it's, you know, all, and, and all the biblical stories about like Legion and all that stuff, you know, and the people getting possessed that I really really just scared the shit out of me just the idea of it and mm. it's like all psychological and i suffer from anxiety anyway so it wasn't until i was like 15 or 16 and i everyone's like people in my life are like you've never seen the exorcist you've exorcist you've seen every scary movie and i watched it and it scared the shit out of me dude i couldn't <laughs> sleep i was waking up at 3 a.m every night which is like they say the witching hour yeah. and i dude i was like i need an old priest and a young priest <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and then it took me years after that to rewatch it, which really? is why I overprepared. But I remember, I remember liking it because it scared me in a way um, that most scary movies don't scare me, which was like not in yeah. a thrilling way, but in an actual I'm scared in my bones sort of yeah. way. There wasn't <laughs> a lot of jump scares with this movie. It's no. all psychological and very. They make the mundane scary. Exactly. And the fact that it was like a younger girl yeah. and then, you know, the doctors are like, it's in her brain, which as somebody who suffers from anxiety, like you're, you know, it's like, that's another, that's a whole other yeah. horror show. So, yeah. But I, with the casting of Linda Blair, they said, the director said, she's pretty enough, but not pretty. She's nice enough, but not too nice like she is a believable 12 year old normal She's the average, average. Yeah. It's and like that's a, what really sells like her character and her possession it makes it even scarier is that yes. she's just normal innocent and she's normal it's like that scene in train wreck where tilda swinton is like amy i like you you're pretty but not too pretty you're approachable <laughs> yeah like she because she you, she just seems like a normal 
Yeah. Like young girl. And so that's the thing is like, she's so innocent. And then she's doing all that crazy stuff. And like, the thing is when she gets possessed, she looks even younger. Like she just looks smaller somehow. And then her hair gets like curly. So that whole thing. And like, you know, obviously like when I first saw it, I laughed when she was like jerking off the crucifix, like, (laughs) cause it made me uncomfortable. So you laugh. Yeah. So yeah, it was a different, a different realm for me, but I was very affected by this movie for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tony? So I watched it probably around the same time you did probably 16, 17 is when I got introduced to it. And I was still in the religion as far as Jehovah Witness because I didn't leave the religion until I was 18. So I watched this while I was still in the religion had been like, this is a definite no. You're going to hell. You're going to get possessed by the devil. And I remember it was kids in high school that I was at their house and they put it on. And I was like, I have to sit here because if I leave, they're going to be like, you're such a chicken shit. And then I'm going to get shit (laughs) at school. So I had to sit there terrified watching this movie and i remember the same as you when it started i was like oh this isn't that bad it's good but then the scene where the it's at the very beginning where the mom here is bumping in the attic i'm like nope i'm out but i couldn't say that i had to just like sit there and then when she brings out the ouija board and she's talking about um captain howdy i'm like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, no no this is gonna go south real fast And then by the end of the film, I was like, I remember I ran home. I prayed. I was like, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be possessed by the devil by the end of the evening. I already know I am. I already yeah. know I am. Even though it's not a thing in the Jehovah Witness religion, really. I was, just gonna I was ask like, you, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Like, do they have that in Jehovah's Witness? Or? Um, a kind of a version of it. You still okay. can get possessed, but there's no old priest young priest come and you're kind of just dead in a way <laughs> and they kind of just like oh send them off into the field like leprosy they're yeah. like go to an island possessed now so and it, i'm sorry i remember Don't getting home and i i did not sleep that night it really stayed with me for i want to say weeks like i kept thinking about it and i was That's like it's it gonna happen anytime now it's gonna not happen enough. Fun, not in a yeah. fun way that normally I love with scary movies. It messes like this was with like your brain, especially when you're a kid. And I stayed away from this movie for a long time, a very, very long time. So seeing it again now, it was different. It was which we'll get into, but it was just different. Yeah. I mean, I could really like hyper prepared. Huh? I like you did? I mentally shut myself off. In yeah. an, I was in another place. I was working out. I was like, physically do something with your body so you're in control of it. I was controlling my body. <laughs> I was the opposite. I'm like, I'm purposely going to watch this at night right before I go to bed because I want the full effect and see if it still fucks me up like it did the first time. Did it? Um, not really. I Surprisingly, okay, let's get into yeah, let's, now yeah. and then we're going to go into the whole discussion with Jonesy, religious yes, yes. aspect. Because we got a lot coming from a Catholic, coming from a Christian, coming from a Jehovah Witness background. That's so, Bryn, it's now true. seeing it now, we just how was Jew. it? I know. Um. <laughs> a Buddhist. A Buddhist. Yes. Yeah. Right? A Muslim. All of um, them. All of them. Everyone is a welcome. <laughs> all are welcome. All are welcome. <laughs> um, it didn't mess me up as much. Mm-hmm. But I, again, you know, I like very much prepared myself. Like I didn't drink anything. Yeah. Um, I, I did had get really all- high. See? And maybe that wasn't a good idea. 
but no, or maybe it was. It kept maybe you it was. calm. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, so I felt much better about it. I re- and like seeing it, like especially, I cried. You cry when? Well, because now as a mom, when she lifts up her skirt and says "fuck me, fuck me," no, yeah, that made, like, that's, that so that what did it so to you? That's so beautiful. As a mom, no. <laughs> As a mom, there were two parts that I cried where the she comes into the priest and she's like, is she going to die? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when she realizes it's Reagan again. Oh, and, and she's she like, runs mom, up to her and, oh, she goes, yeah. and she goes, my baby, my baby girl. And I was like, yes, just, and you got her. And you just yeah. got to do whatever. And pre, if priests have to die, then they have to die. But you got to. <laughs> Back. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was tearing up now. I was like, oh, Ellen Burstein in that haircut. You got your girl back. You got her. No, <laughs> that haircut. Oh gosh. For now me, I want to get the haircut just to spite you. <laughs> you. We, you should one day show up with it on the show. <laughs> you know me. I've had every haircut. Oh, I'll do God. it. Oh, my God. So I don't true. even know if someone would do that to you now. Like they'd, they'd be like, license. um. No, let's not do that. Don't <laughs> for, me, <laughs> for me, watching the film this time around, I really appreciated what a good film this is. Like, it's yes. take away the horror if for storytelling, acting, and the way it's written, and especially the way it's filmed. It is a really good film. Like, I love the way that it's shot. It's not, it feels like very everyday. Yes. And the storytelling to me was really good. I think that's what I walked away from watching it now. Because I think before we watched it this week for the show, it had been a good 15 plus years since I watched it. But now I really appreciated the film aspect of it. It was amazingly shot. It has this undertone of ominousness. Even when normal things are happening, like it really builds you up, even when they're just like doing normal stuff, like even in the beginning, like it it really sort of like tenses you up and sets the scene. And the acting is really good. The cinematography is amazing. That haircut. (laughs) That fucking haircut. (laughs) Well, the other thing that really works with this film is Reagan's character starts off with the with the possession kind of harmless at the beginning and then it just gets worse and worse till is she it is like full demon killing priests and terrorizing her mother about it and if you look at the film the way it's sitting there like yeah exactly you see (laughs) this she's on the side of the bed she's like exactly like you I see, the scene where he the priest starts wailing on her, and I'm like, but that's the thing you see the like progression, and it's really the last 20 minutes of the film that's just gnarly. But it's the build up to that last portion of the film that really sets it as a really good film, like, they do such yeah. a good job with it. And I just remember thinking it was so nice when Reagan came down in Peter Pants, her mom left the party to give her a bath, yeah. I thought That's you're so a good sweet. mom. <laughs> She's like, like you're going to die up there. And she's just like, Reagan, honey, let's take a bath. And right? she like, gave her a bath. She's scrubbing her back. I was like, hmm. And then the bed starts to shake. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> but yeah, I think I really appreciated the film itself because it did get nominated, like I said, for Best Picture. And yeah. um, Alan Burson and Linda Blair were both nominated for Oscars. And it won the Oscar for Best Screenplay <laughs> and Best um, Sound. 
the year it was nominated. Yeah. Oh, we're halfway through. Should we do six degrees? Yeah, let's set up six degrees and then we're gonna get to Jonesy's. I'm okay. so curious about her her take on this film. <laughs> so okay, who are we gonna pick for six degrees, Bryn? Um, we should do oh shoot, who's famous in this movie? Alan Ellen Bernstein. Bernstein. She's it, right? Um yeah. or Max von Snowden's from um Star Wars. Yeah. Max let's let's go with Ellen because of her hairdo. Yeah. And then from our next film, who are we going to pick? I don't know. Kyle Richards. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember what our next she film is? She is a witch. Yes. Okay, good. But we've already done. Yes, we have. So we have to pick somebody different. Unless we do Jamie Lee Curtis again. Again? Okay. Sure, why not? Sure. Okay. Uh, Kyle Richards Burst- was... Kyle Richards was in ER, so if we wanted to do her, if and we did TV, we could do it. We could. Do not okay. give her the credit. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, Jonesy. So that is going to be our six degrees. Alan yeah. Burstein and Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yeah. let's just do that. And I know Bryn's going to get it. Whatever. I don't <laughs> even know. I can't even think what else Ellen Burstein has been in. Oh, she was at in Age moment. of Adeline with Blake. With lively, lively. Yes. I love that film. It's such a good stuff. film. Um, okay, nope. so Jonesy, this was the first time you've ever seen Exorcist. <laughs> Give us your thoughts, Please. first impressions. How'd you feel about the film as far as the religious aspect and as far as it being a film itself in the horror genre and all that? Um, well, I really enjoyed the film. I also, it made me miss the days or the kind of films where they don't need to show you everything. Um, They understand that an audience can put one plus one together and equal two, you know, they don't need a whole scene of everything happening with the mother. They can just have a couple of things and then an afterthought that someone else says in a scene. Um, I I miss that kind of filmmaking where they uh, think that the audience is smart and not stupid. Um, Yeah. I I agree with that 100%. Yes, I also, so this was a film that I had heard so much about. So everything I was waiting for, which I think is what helped me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I didn't think it was scary. I wasn't scared at all through it. Um, I did think it was disturbing. I did keep reminding myself, like, they asked a little girl to do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's. That's, That's upsetting. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the other big takeaway, um, obviously there's the whole church and demonic and that kind of stuff, kind of similar to Tony. That wasn't something we grew up with. It was very much like, you know, like Bryn said, you invite it in. But since that wasn't something in our church, you had to go out of your way to invite it in. You yeah. know, like those were the kids that like, played with Ouija boards and disobeyed all their parents' rules. And I was like, well, I'm not that kid. <laughs> I'm safe. You're fine. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. <laughs> right. Um, and actually, I remember uh, talking about when I was like late teens, um, talking about watching this movie and we decided against it because of our religious upbringing. Mm-hmm. And decided instead to go with Amityville Horror House or Amityville House, which is which based is, on a true story, which is based on a true story, which is also and way worse. <laughs> and that movie stuck with me, and it's <laughs> way harsher. What? Yes, 
<laughs> but it okay, seems safer not. because it didn't have the whole church Aspect. part. Oh, okay. Um, so because I had that memory and like association of those two films of that genre and that time, I kept comparing this to that movie and going, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because did, I also had prepared and was like this the yeah. whole time. Like, eh. what did you think about it as a film? Like the way it was shot, the acting, the Beautiful. story, the dialogue. Wonderfully cast. I love the way it was shot. I like I said, I like the subtle uh storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that not even every scene was in focused on the characters that were talking. Like yeah. I just really, yeah. really liked that kind of um familiarity that it bred. And yeah. I love I very much enjoyed the film. I think that I watched it in a safe place and having heard enough of the horrible things that I knew they were coming. So it made it less frightening. Okay. I mean, and so I made... just got to appreciate it. <laughs> they made. Instead of being like, oh my God. They made stairs scary. Yes, <laughs> you did. Mean? And there was, it was like, you just shot saw the shot of the stairs, which you can actually go to. I think in Georgetown's were there. Um, oh, and bad. it just creeps you out. Cause you're like, oh, two people murdered right there murdered by there. the demon. Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, and so and one thing I do yeah. have yeah, to absolutely say, um, I had no idea, and I was super impressed, especially because this is a movie that takes place within the church, how much um, medical intervention and psychiatric intervention yeah. there was. Um, yeah. Growing up in my church, psychiatric care was shunned. Mm -hmm. Same um, here. It, you were, we weren't allowed to go. Well, going to a therapist or a psychologist was not looked upon. You were to go to the elders and talk to them about your problems Correct. or Correct. turn to the Bible or Bible study. And so, Absolutely. like hey, you, Jonesy, seeing this film um, and seeing them, the mom take the medical approach and then the medical people advising like, hey, have you ever thought about an exorcism? Like that yeah. kind of tripped me up a little bit. The other way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I feel like other... Uh, I've seen the exorcism of Emily Rose, you know, later when that. it came out and that kind of stuff. And I feel like it kind of glosses over those parts and goes right into the like horrific Catholic, old yeah. school Catholic kind of world. And I had, I think, especially for the movie being made in the 70s and it being with the Catholic church, that there was a priest who w was a psychiatrist. Like yeah. I was blown away. I was like, look at the, all this like positive mental health shit right? that's happening. Like who would expect it from the seventies, a horror film and a horror film about the Catholic church. I'm impressed. Well, they were saying with this film there, because it kind of set the, set the groundwork for all other films with exorcisms in them that, this film, The Exorcist, the original one, did such a good job with showing exorcism in the Catholic Church and how you have Father Karen doubting his faith at the beginning yes. of the film and really struggling that with his mom and everything. And then you have the character of Chris, who is not faith, has faith whatsoever, now turning towards faith to cure her daughter so you have right. both sides of the spectrum and they did such a good job of showing those two people coming in them in the middle to fight a common evil and it yeah. kind of like all other possession films after 
the exorcist don't seem as extreme <laughs> because of that factor Too because extreme. of this film. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I feel like they shave off some of that stuff, whereas this really flushed out the story because you would think that if anything like that was happening, you would go, okay, it has to be something chemical. It has to be something medical. Okay, well, it has to be something psychological or, you know, Mm -hmm. that and that would be the natural progression. So it was really cool to see that actually happen in a movie. Yeah. especially from this and time. they didn't and turn again within the catholic church yeah they didn't <gasps> turn to it was interesting watching the medical side like when they're in that in the scene where they're in the the room and it's all the doctors in the white coats and the mom chris and they're taught and they've run all the tests on reagan and they're pretty much telling her she's possessed get a get a priest yeah and Chris's response to mom is like, you want me to take my daughter to a witch doctor? Like it was interesting watching the medical professionals saying, Hey, take her to a priest where you don't really see that in modern um, exorcist type films. Right. Oh yeah. Cause like the priest is like, no, take her to a psychiatrist. Right. Yeah. And like this she's is, like, they like, sent me to you, and now you're gonna send me back to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even he's like, I don't really believe this. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I also love too that the doctors in that moment said, like, we don't know why it works, but maybe power of suggestion, maybe all these things yeah. that then creates a place for the psyche to transform and like. That is still some of mental health right now where it's just like, well, we don't know why, you know, yeah. Yeah. different things are clicking, but they are. And we're just going to ride the train as long as we can. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep. Do what we got to do. Exactly. So. I don't know. I just found that that aspect of it interesting. The one thing that when I watched it this time around, that surprisingly, it wasn't horribly triggering but for me it was kind of like oh when she was getting all the tests in the doctor's office i was like oh because i because of the cancer thing i had to go through a few years ago it reminded me of that especially when the mri machine was like tick 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 i was like i remember that sound and always getting (laughs) scans i hated it well and no one had a kid's bedside manner either you know what i mean like i was feeling for her so much in that moment because it's like any symptom she's showing right now is could just be chalked up to basic fear because yeah. this would be scary as an adult to experience yeah. much less a child in the 70s where Benson <laughs> Manor doesn't it exactly. where they're just like hold still <laughs> I, I know the smoking <laughs> restaurants and everything Jesus Brent how was it because you had a Catholic upbringing so how was it for you with the Catholic upbringing watching this film now I mean, it like, it's definitely all of the dogma and like the, you know, the Bible and bring your big thick Bible and make sure it's like the one that you used. And then like all of the regalia that the priests wear like that, I wrote, you know, all of the ceremony and all of that stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, possessions were something that and like exorcisms were something they talked about at St. Killian's my church growing up. And they were like, we read all, you know, the passages about like the, you know, casting out the demons and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So I feel like that's why it was really internalized for me when I was first watching it. And 
it just, yeah, like the, all the priest stuff and like how they're like so poor. Like, these poor priests are like, he's like so poor, he can't afford to put his mom somewhere in good. Home. Like, like the priest used to like live in the church yeah. when, I, when I went growing up. So, like, it, it was just wild, but it is like you just believe in it so hard that, like, and then just the fact that reading from the Bible and doing all that ceremony, because the Catholic yeah. church is so much about ceremony and yeah. presentation. And then that's why it's like, well, that's how you get a demon out. You just got to do a little ceremony and a presentation and just keep saying it. And then he's like, Hey, you have to say amen. And I'm like, I don't know in a world in which <laughs> like a little girl can get possessed and a two, and you can let, I don't know, where is God in this? This isn't the turn we have to take on this, but I'm like, okay, man, like you got two good priests and a young kid and they're like, Jesus Christ, the redeemer has come to save us. I'm like, Jesus isn't doing shit right now. <laughs> you guys are doing stuff. This cold room getting vomited on. Jesus like, is like, Jesus was like, you know what? You guys take care of this. I'm on a it. break. The devil does what I, he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't care of it. And I was like, but Jesus is not helping you. He didn't help you at all in this situation. He did not. Well, And where was he at the beginning? Because this was a pretty innocent little girl who yeah. like, they weren't even, that was the thing that bothered me. Like they weren't even Catholic. She's so innocent. So how did she, how did the door get, oh, you know, like when it was Ellen that Bernstein's goddamn like, Ouija did you board. put this cross? Did you put this cross in her bed? And it's like, where did the cross come from? It came True. from that guy she killed. Yeah. He put it in the bed and she killed him. The drunken director? Yeah. That yeah. Why did he put it in the bed? I think he had it on him or something. Huh. Oh my God, are we going to get like a ton of... I know. Let us know. People, <laughs> I thought that that was like the mom show. was like, that's how the mom knew yeah. that she'd killed Burke because she found his... His um, crucifix in the bed. Crucifix under her bed. Yeah. Uh, I thought she just put it together from the other context clues. You know what it was? It was the Ouija board. Reagan was messing with the Ouija board. She let. That's why I won't turn on Yeah, hear that, producer Rob? You no Ouija boards. Producer Rob, do you have a Ouija board? Yes, he, that's how I we had our that's house. That's how Claude got came. Yeah, let's do it. Claude, it. the ghost we have in our our place, all started when producer Rob and his bestie. Ms. Stevens did. He decided to break out the Ouija board on his birthday. Ever since then, we have a ghost. I'm nope. very into it. Yeah. It's fucked up. Nope. I know. No, thank Throw you. Throw it ma'am. out. Burn it. Sage it. <laughs> so, but to, on this film, before we get to Six Degrees and our pairing, what were what was one Ooh. of your favorite scenes or more disturbing scenes in the film that really stuck with you after watching it? Me, I'll go first. The disturbing mm-hmm. scene was where not just she was masturbating, but when she took her mom's face and went, oh, and yeah. then her mom yeah. came up with blood, and I was just like, oh, yeah, so oh, wrong, no. so wrong, so many ways. Um, and then my favorite scene is when the younger priest comes back in and she's just chilling on the bed, and the other priest is <laughs> dead, dead. <laughs> because she has just such like a just like. What's up? Yeah, what? She's what'd like, you expect to happen? what I did. <laughs> you went and had did a smoke break. Did you think you left me yes, tied I up? Did. Yeah. <laughs> I, did I tell you I'm the devil? Well, I'm and the then devil. the whole thing, I'm like, why did you leave? Yeah, it got because too intense for him. 
Yeah, he Why? was not mentally prepared. Remember, the older yeah. priest was like, "Are you ready for this? Remember, they're gonna lie to you. They're gonna mm-hmm. say shit that's gonna pull it out of you." And right away, he started going with all the mom stuff, and he's like, "Stop saying in his lines." And the guy's like, "Say your lines." Yeah. Which, if you've ever been on a play with someone who sucks, <laughs> 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 okay, uh, okay, <laughs> I know a couple people. Um, for me, it was. The scene where, and I think this is because when I was for this for our show, I was doing a little research. The scene when um, the carrier and the priest gets the pea soup puked on him because the director told him before that shoot that the puke was going to go directly on his chest, but then decided to do it directly on his face. So that reaction that he has of disgust was genuine. Ugh, and I was it, like, that was so oh, gross. God, it was, it was so, so gross. thick. It was so thick and gross. Yeah. I've had a director come to me right before a performance where I was supposed to spit water at a character and say, I want you to spit it in her face this time. And I did. (laughs) And she almost murdered me. Yeah. And I was like, it's not my fault. fault. (laughs) I don't like that. Don't do that. The other scene I really loved was when the old, (laughs) this is so sad. When the old priest dies, like you said, and she's chilling on the bed. Cause I wanted to know how did she kill him? What did she say? How did she kill him? I think he just died of a heart attack. Yeah. Did you, what did, but what did she, she scared him to death. I have a theory. Okay. So she pukes on the purple cloth. Then the younger priest goes and takes it with tap water and just rinses it. Get and then it's like, here you go. That's fucking poison. <laughs> and it got in, it got in his It skin. wasn't cleaned with <laughs> holy <poisoned> water. <laughs> with her yes. vomit. It was it was a slow burn. A slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> she she planned the devil planned that yeah. and the other priest okay. just played into it. Should have cleaned that shit with holy water or just thrown it in the trash. What about you, Bryn? Favorite scenes in the film or disturbing uh, scenes? Or both. Um, I know. <laughs> I the the scene where Demi Demi, why you do this to me, Demi? Demi. Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't get my fucking mother. <laughs> like, Oh, that's yeah. pretty good and then when she walks in and she pees her pants and you can just see all the people like so uh, ashamed shame, just like yeah. look away that scene was like okay like, gonna die up there we're all gonna die up there yeah. i just saw all the people but... there going oh man i'm so glad i don't have kids yeah <laughs> right. <are> the worst <laughs> they're like jesus and you know the ones that did were giving side to their to the husband and wife going if our kid ever did that we would beat the shit up. you know what i mean <laughs> But then I was then I then I was like she's a good mom. She embarrassed she her by peeing her pants, but then she still went up and gave her bath. What yeah. about you, Tony? What's your well the the scene um, Jonesy said in the puke okay, scene, yeah. and then yeah. um, just Alan Burstein when she pulled the Karen move when she's on the phone with the dad and being like I've been on hold for twenty minutes. I loved yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me. Really? Don't tell what, me. Yeah. What did she? Oh my god! What did she say? Do you have to take a goddamn illiteracy test to get this job? <laughs> I don't know why, but that scene when I watched it now made me just crack up. I was like, God damn, Karen. You and your fucking so hair. Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Karen. Carol. I don't know. We've Carol. all been there, I think. God, that fucking hair. <laughs> yeah. So should we do pairing and then six degrees? Yeah. Let's do pairing. Okay. So okay. what would you, if you had to pick a cocktail of choice 
and a food item to pair this movie with when you watch it, what would it be? My cocktail hmm. would be red red wine because the blood of Christ. Good choice. Good like choice. That? Good choice. And Bloody Mary. Same thing. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. My food choice, because I don't like split pea soup, would be cheddar, cheddar broccoli soup. Because Ooh. I feel like it oh, still has that consistency. consistency. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's mine. I mean, you have to go with split pea soup. Just you ha- it has to I don't soup. like split pea soup. I know. So you, <laughs> you have, have broccoli. I'll add split pea. Yeah, broccoli. What would you pair it with, Bryn? Split pea soup for sure. And then um, what is what is Demi drink that he asked for scotch and then he wants it with ice, yeah. but they don't have any like, ice. Ugh. So you mean to put ice in it, but then you don't. Then you okay, just, there you, just you go. drink it straight. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Tony? Like a boxer. I would say I'm going to do split pea, but with ham because I want the chunks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. And I then like that I would I would pair it with a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like religious too. Bloody uh-huh. Mary. Yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> You're covering a lot of different bases and I'm into I that. am. <laughs> Okay, six degrees. Did you? I Bryn Priory figured it out. No, I didn't get it. You didn't? <gasps> no. What? Oh God, let's. How are so we? So I started do this? off. Let's do it together. Okay. So what Ellen has seen? What house has she been in? Requiem for a Dream. Ooh, oh. with um, what's her so name? That's do, another harsh movie. We could do that's Jared Leto or Jennifer Connelly. Uh huh. So if we did it to Jared Leto, Jared Leto was in Fight I'm Club. Cheating. I'm looking it up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we could do it that he was in Fight Club, and then we could do Brad Pitt, Helena Bonham Carter, or um, Ed Norton. But then we just we just need to get to Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee, let's see what. Let's look at her. God, I know people are probably yelling. Oh, I got it! You got it. Okay, do it. Go ahead. So you said Brad Pitt, right? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yeah. Brad Pitt to Kirsten Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. Kirsten Dunst. And bring it on with Eliza Dushku, who was in True Lies with Jamie Lee. Oh my God, you did it, Josie! What was it? Bring got the first half, and then you got the second. I love it. I like it when we work together. That was good. I went Eliza Dushku. You got Dushkued every time. I'll wait for the win. For the win. Bring it on. Yes. Grew up on that movie. Should we give? Let's get to our grades for this film. Oh, okay. So on our last episode, um, before we saw this film, do you guys remember what we gave it? I know we should be writing this down every week. I know we should be writing it down. I think we both gave it A's. Yeah, I know I gave it an A. What about you? Well, Jonesy didn't grade it. Would you still give it, it a? Would you still yeah. give it the same grade, Bryn, or would you go down? If I'm taking my nostalgia <laughs> goggles off and looking at it, I'm still giving it an A. Okay. For filmmaking and and acting and yeah, very much. I think this time around, I'm giving it an A plus instead of an A because yeah. an A plus because I didn't remember what a great film this is when you think about it within cinema filmmaking and especially for the time this came out and the special effects for the time when this came out um it is a really good film like it it's really good well made and all of that so that's i would give it an a what about you jonesy since ditto that solid a i think it's worth seeing um I, i think it's worth prepping yourself 
you know, hear about this movie before you watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a sheltered church kid like myself, don't go in blind. Um, But yeah, definitely worth watching. Would you give it a stamp in your film Spring of Passport as one of the films to watch? Yeah. Okay, good, good. I like that. I do too. But it's, it's such a good film. That's the one thing I walked away with this time around is that it's a really just well done film for being 73 and and this being the exorcist it is still creepy i will say this it does fuck with your brain even now watching it after all these years it still really fucks with your brain palate cleansers are good yes and a must (laughs) yeah if you've got hulu seinfeld's on there so yeah. the other so if so anybody's <laughs> anybody who's listening ends up watching The Exorcist for the first time like Jonesy did, let us know what you think. Email us yeah. at the at filmspringa at gmail.com or on Instagram, send us a DM at filmspringa. I'm very interested to see what people thought of the film who may have be experiencing it for the first time because when this came out in the theaters i mean it did great in the theaters like that's a whole nother topic we can go into but people had physical reactions of vomiting throwing up there was um a a story of a woman had a miscarriage during the watching the film and somebody had a heart attack because she had satan's baby (laughs) it was rosemary it's rosemary so i'm gonna write down your ratings for the next yeah always talk about this and now i'm gonna be proactive so tell me your ratings a plus oh wait no you gotta write down our ratings for the next film next film which because our next that's what i'm saying yeah our next episode (laughs) next week is our halloween episode so we're all gonna be dressed up yes very i will be very dressed up i'm warning you guys now (laughs) so you gotta watch the video aspect of this show which you can watch at out at tv um or youtube um and see what our costumes are but our next film we're going full-on classic Halloween with the original Halloween. Halloween. Now I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, whatever seen it, I'm going to give it a solid B. Because I remember it's not one of my favorite Halloween-type yeah. movies. And I haven't seen it in God knows how long. So I'm giving it a solid B. I'm, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. I'm hoping it's as horny as I remember. <laughs> sure will be. <laughs> Probably won't be. They never are anymore. So, Jonesy, not. based off of the movie poster and the title of the film, what do you think it's about? So, Jamie Lee, I know about this movie a little bit, I okay. think. Jamie Lee Curtis is a babysitter on Halloween and a guy in a painted white William Shatner mask um has a knife and basically terrorizes her all night yep pretty much pretty much solid period pretty good so we're gonna review this film jonesy will review it for the first time and then Bryn and i get to revisit it and i have very strong feelings about this film so i'm excited and i wrote down your ratings so we will not forget (laughs) yes and we'll get into some fun halloween stuff since it is halloween yeah so celebrate safely 
Yes, every with a Ouija board. With a Ouija board. That's not safe. <laughs> hey, we oh, Ouija board safely. Only Ouija board with protection. Okay. There you go. That's the only way to do it. But you can follow the show anywhere you get podcasts on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and I believe iHeartRadio will be on there soon. So go give us a follow. Give us a good um, rating. Subscribe, all of that good stuff. You can also watch us every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Out at TV app um, and on YouTube. We're here. So, yeah, come visit. Come watch. Watch all the films with us. And that is it for us. We will see you next week with Halloween, our big Halloween show. I'm super excited for it. So thank you, guys. That is it. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.